Number three is the most common. It's the one I hate to see the most, and that's giving up too soon. He ends up working for a bank as a bank teller, probably making at best $50,000 a year at best. And he had just generated that amount of income in like four weeks. It's no different. Every single salesperson, in my opinion, is an entrepreneur. You write your own checks. You do you. Do you. You're out driving sales. You are 100% in charge of your own income. You're dealing with your own cash flow stuff. You're a small business owner. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is Top 5 Beginner Roofing Sales Rep Mistakes with Adam Bensman. How you doing, Adam? Good, man. Good to be back. I, you know, that first interview we ever did started from your, one of your comments on one of my YouTube videos, so glad to be here, man. Dude, you're one of the most, uh, what do you say, vol voluminous. You do a lot of uh, videos on YouTube. I always, I, I send them to our salesperson, even though we're not in roofing sales, we're in marketing sales, but I send them to her and I'm like, watch this. Cause it's a lot of this stuff applies to other industries too. So. Yeah, it sure does, man. Well, I'm glad to see it's getting, uh, getting used and applied in other industries. Many of the learnings came Absolutely. from outside roofing. So that it, it'll certainly work for them. I like it. Well, give us a little bit of that background. Where did you, uh, where did you learn all this stuff? Yeah, very uh, good question. I'll give you the, the super fast version. So I fell into the roofing world in 2011 and it was not on purpose. It never is. For most people, no one ever grew up wanting to be a roofer or in roofing sales. Most people didn't even know the job existed or the, the kind of uh, living you can make. And I was living off of $1,600 a month uh, in 2011. I was a massage therapist. I tried to do what people tell you is go follow your passion. That led me down the natural medicine route. What people don't tell you about following your passion is it's hard to make a living doing what you're passionate about. And um, I was literally living on $4.20 a day in groceries. That was my budget. Couldn't, you know, started my truck, was wondering how far I could get. So family holiday rolls around, family was two hours away. I couldn't afford gas to get down and see them. And in my 20s, had asked my mom for, for $20 to drive two hours to get to see my family. And my mom, without thinking twice, sent me money over the Chase Quick Pay app back then. And on the drive in, I'm on the phone thanking her and saying, I got to make a change. You know, my, my income goal was 30,000 at that point in life. I'm like, hey, if I can make 30 grand a year doing what I love, I'm in a good spot. And uh, I look back at that and laugh now. But anyway, I called my mom to say thank you. Ended up, my stepdad jumped on the phone. His name's Ron. He'd been in the roofing world and developed a, a sales system for stone-coated steel. And he goes, hey, you know, you can make $100,000 a year selling roofs door-to-door. -door. So nothing to lose. Jump on Craigslist, find the right company, go all in. Uh, got punched in the face a few times metaphorically, struggled, and then uh, self-taught through applying my natural communication skills with my own self-study and self-application in sales. Made my first six figures, worked my way up to chief operating officer of a company operating in five states and six different cities and scaled our sales team, handled the whole works and uh, really realized after frankly burning out, which is a story for another time, I was in the hospital thinking I was having a heart attack. Um, my passion's helping salespeople. It, it wasn't growing the business. It wasn't doing the day to day. It was helping people do what I did, come into the industry with no experience, no background and absolutely transform their lives. And that's what led me to developing not only my YouTube channel, the Roof Strategist YouTube channel podcast, but also uh, my all in one sales training, sales strategy and sales system that's currently being used by thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people in every single US state, Canada, Australia, storm retail, tiny companies, top 100 companies. And uh, it's been it's been a, a dream come true being able to help so many people use this industry to change your life. So that's the the fast version. And I apologize if that was too long. No, I that's perfect. Okay, so and a lot of the people that are watching this already know you. So 
But let's talk about these beginner roofing sales rep mistakes. So what I like about what you're doing is you you really do target reps in, individually to help them. And you're doing kind of this useful stuff on YouTube on a regular basis. So you're kind of helping them avoid pain because it can be very painful and you can right. burn out. So how are you, uh, I guess let's get into it. What are, what are the, yeah. the first couple of the top five yeah. beginner roofing sales rep mistakes? Yeah. Good question. Today's list, by the way, and if I'm looking down, I've got my notes here. So I know to hit the right them in the right order, but what I find, you know, there there's what I view is like the biggest problem in this industry is we get people that come in and everyone is sold the same grand vision. Join me in roofing sales, make six figures or multi six figures, no experience necessary, flexible schedule, be your own boss that most people don't believe that it's even true, or there's just not any direction. And that means people say, hey, come work for me. Here's whatever training we're going to give you. Go make sales. So the salesperson goes and works hard or puts in the time or they don't. So there's two camps of people. We're going to, and then I'll, I'll, I'll reveal the first one here in a second with this context. Camp number one are the relentless people that are like, I'm hungry. I'm ambitious. I'm going to go do it. And for them, it's the equivalent of doing eight hours of bicep curls when their goal is a six pack. No one in their family is going to say you're lazy. You're not do, working out enough. It's just, you're doing the wrong thing to get to the results you want. So a lot of people go make sales. They start, you know, just posting on social media without any context or blasting their whole network. Look, I have a new job. Can I do your roof? You know, or they're, they're all, they'll knock five doors and get rejected and then go to the next neighborhood, knock one and get rejected and go to the next one. And this lack of clarity is a big problem. And camp number two is people that simply don't have the clarity. So they don't know what it takes or how hard it is to go make that first sale. So this brings me to mistake number one, which is not having a daily plan, not having a daily plan. Mm. Everyone, when they wake up, should know exactly where they're going, how many doors they're going to knock, what cold calls they're going to make, and what their target is for that day for set appointments, okay? Whether that's inspections on storm damage or on the retail side, getting those appointments set to prepare an estimate. And most folks, without that clarity, don't know if they're doing enough. They don't know what steps they need to take, how many doors they need to knock. And what we want to do, and it's what, one of the things that I start everybody off in my actual sales system, is, is breaking down the individual sales rep's personal goal. Because that goal, your goal as a salesperson, doesn't matter if it's 90,000 or 190 or 390. The point is you need to know every step of the way to get there. And most people just say, I'm just going to work hard. And I really love that quote. I always, I always butcher the gentleman's name. Um, uh, what is it? A goal without a wish is just a, a, a goal without a plan is just a wish. I think it was Antoine and mm. I always forget his last name. So what we want to I do also is like that quote that's, you know, what is it? Shit in one hand and wish in the other and see which one fills up first. Yeah. I've never even heard that one, but that's true. Zig Ziglar says you cannot hit a target you can't see. I believe it was Zig Ziglar. Everyone's got the the saying behind it. And the big thing is just having that daily plan. And again, you can you can create a structured one off of true metrics, but at the very least waking up and starting that plan the day before. That clarity is what we need in order to just get stick in the same neighborhood, follow the plan, work what I call a multi-touch marketing to make your door knocking easier. Knocking doors, leaving mm. letters, sending letters in the mail, having the right pitch. But at the end of the day, like anyone listening, the most rudimentary thing is just plan your day out. And how do you squeeze out maximum sales with the best strategy, the best plan, making the most of your time? And again, knowing it's 10 to 10 to 3 on the weekends and 3 to 7 p.m. during the week. Right now, summer, 
longer daylight hours. You can push till eight, even eight thirty at times. So just knowing, all right, blinders on, and I'm going to go make sales. So that'd be mistake number one. Hey, question for you, real quick. When it comes down to you know trying to find business in the winter, when when the storm's over, when there's no fresh damage to work, we'll go back to Hill Trace. We'll track down a swath that you know most contractors haven't had the opportunity to go out and, and address yet because they're so busy chasing the big storm. You know, as long as we've got a date within reason, we can chase that storm, we can pick up jobs, we can pick up leads. Yeah. Look, not, so not having a plan is number one. Uh, yes. Since the last time I was on your podcast, or you were on my podcast, um, I have gone out and knocked some doors for a roofing company. I also went roof to house. So I've done a lot, I've been busy. I've been, nice. I've been trying to Love get it. more context on this industry. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt like we went slow. The guy I went with, he's super nice and awesome, but like, I felt like we went slow. Is there like a number that you're trying to hit per day? Like, what do you tell guys? Like if they, if they want a number, or do you not tell them to focus on that? Yeah, it's a good question. And I get this, I get asked this a lot. It's a loaded question. Cause what I'll do is I'm going to give you an answer right now. And the guy in Dallas, Texas is going to say that's full. You're full of crap. Cause I'm in a neighborhood and everyone's been knocked a million times. And then I'm going to go to some yeah. market, like a, more of a blue ocean market somewhere in, let's say Michigan on a smaller storm that's less saturated. And they're going to say, Hey, I get a sale every few doors. So what you need to do is find out how many doors you need to hit to get to that point. What I'll tell you, mm. I've got a number in mind of how many doors factoring in who's not home if you're there at the right time. But the reason that I'm being so evasive on this, and by the way, if you're watching, yes, I'm purposely being evasive and here's why. I have served thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And they're like, Adam, well, I went out and knocked 30 doors. And I'm like, great. Yeah. And they're like, well, I went out at 9.30 in the morning in an area that hadn't had a hailstorm and I was knocking for storm damage. Okay, how can I help you, right? So based on your market, Based on yeah. the fact that you know you're in a qualified area, qualified prospects, whether it's storm or whether it's retail, whether it's a fresh storm or whether it's cleanup, like all of that will factor in. But at the, at the end of the day, the simple thing is this, go knock as many doors as humanly possible when you're brand new. Your only job is to make sales. So that's knocking doors, leaving letters at the door if no one's home, not those door hangers, no one calls off door hangers, letters, uh, which I do provide in my system. You can write your own. Uh, I teach how to write them on my YouTube channel. I think it's called five essentials for direct mail, sending direct mail letters and showing back up to work that multi-touch approach, to be the neighborhood mm. to create that familiarity. And then once you crack that open, you get that first sale. Now we're going to leverage those touch points from that customer experience and convert those into sales opportunities. And when done appropriately, you've got 25 sales opportunities from one customer, which make it really easy for you to just to create an amazing experience for them, but then to convert those touch points into sales opportunities. And that's how Bill Sanson, who I interviewed on my channel, age 60, sold 63 out of 73 homes in one subdivision, pulled 2.2 million out of one neighborhood. Every day is in the same spot, not grass is greener. So you could even put into expanding the, the number one mistake of not having a plan is the grass is greener. Oh, I'm going to go try that neighborhood. And what people need to remember is wherever ah. there's momentum, you stay put, okay? You stay yeah. put. If you have a sale in that neighborhood, don't go knock others. Stay put. It's going to be much easier to get the yeah. second one, which makes it easier to get the next one. And it, it, it the, the momentum carries us in a really big way. So having that plan. I got to stop you. I got to say here, <laughs> what I like about chatting with you, Adam, is it feels like I'm listening to Audible on 1.5x. I dig that. I appreciate that very much about you. Cause I, I, I honestly, you know that YouTube now has like the ability to turn up the speed too. I know it's probably been around for a little while, but for those of you who are listening to this on YouTube, 
Well, you can't do it on this one because he's going so quick. But there is a setting down there on YouTube where you can turn it up to 1.5x, which I find very helpful for podcasts and things like that. Yeah. You can also turn it down because some people can't handle my speed. But listen, I know people. I was in this industry. We're we're out to make money. If I started sharing my message with you like this, everybody would fall asleep. So I keep the energy high. I give people what they need. I do grab the nuggets. You know, if you ain't hanging with me, get out. Hey, here's the deal, man. Urgency. I tell our people all the time, urgency is such a big part of what makes money. If time is money, urgency is speed to money. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Let's get back into it. What's number two? Number two, um, letting product knowledge hold you back. It's the biggest problem. I shouldn't say the biggest. It's not the biggest. It's one of the biggest problems. Duh. It's on the top five. When people who are new at this, they say, I can't sell the product until I have the knowledge about the product. So they end up becoming book nerds and they're like, well, where can I learn about this? Here's the easy answer. Jump on YouTube, search any shingle manufacturer you like and type in roof installation. There's a million things. Here's tip number two, go to your supplier and get the install manual. Yeah, it's boring as hell. Read it. You're gonna know exactly how a roof is installed, done. And the main reason I say don't let product knowledge hold you back is there's product knowledge, which my product knowledge is horrendous, horrendous. When people be like, hey, you're a roof guy, I got a question for you. I'm like, I'll help you find where water is coming in, but don't start asking me installation. Like, I I know I downplay it. I know enough to be dangerous, duh, right? I'm in the industry, but I am by no means uh, like John Cenac, my buddy, John Cenac, he is like- He is like the product knowledge boss. He, he yeah. is, in my yeah. opinion, the best in the industry. So, and he's a fellow mentor in the Pitch Pro movement as well. But at any rate, the product knowledge side, customers don't really care about. They want, instead of product knowledge, we want process knowledge. How does this go for me? How do I get guided through the insurance claims process? How do I get guided through the retail replacement process? People want to know about the experience more than the actual product that's being used. So it's really in our best interest to understand what the customer goes through so you can guide them through that. And when you get too in the weeds on the product side, uh, it, it doesn't really do anybody any good. So don't let that hold you back. Get out there and remember that competence breeds confidence. And the only way to get competent is with repetition. I'm going to say it again. Competence breeds confidence. So get out there, get those repetitions in, learn on the job, go sit on your installs and learn as you go. But the number one thing is process knowledge, what the customer will go through and guiding them through those steps. All right. What's number three? What's the number three biggest beginner roofing sales rep mistake? Number three is the most common. It's the one I hate to see the most, and that's giving up too soon. I'll tell you, I think 80% of roofing salespeople give up before they saw success or before they could have seen success, and they end up leaving a ton of money on the table. And there's a gentleman, his name is Jordan, who sold uh, for me, and he was a former athlete, uh, collegiate athlete. He was full ride sponsorship. I mean, he, he was a boss. He had that drive, that hustle, the ambition to chase his goals. But we, we had a slow start. We had a slow season. Um, he didn't get traction right away. So he starts second guessing this whole industry. Did I oversell him? Do I believe in myself? Do I believe in the industry? Do I believe in the company? So all these doubts start creeping in. And he ends up uh, w- all of a sudden lighting the world on fire. He is stroking deals left and right. And he came to me and he goes, Adam, I got to quit. I'm done. I just haven't seen enough money. And I was like, Jordan, oh man, like, I broke down the sales he brought in his pipeline. He went like no sales eight weeks, like no income virtually. 
If you're not using company cam, you're in the old ways. You know, if you are taking pictures, you're going through extra steps of having to download them on a computer, having to email them out to people, show somebody, print them out, whatever it is. Company cam has everything you want. Little bits here and there, draws on, uh, and they're not actual draws, but we, we paid in advance on the, on the contracts that were turned in um, to keep cash flow going for these guys. And it was about fifty dollars to $60,000 of commission that he had just generated in, in a very short period of time. I'm talking like 12 days. He had generated that much commission. And as I'm laying this out, he goes, yeah, but you know, I just don't really believe it. I didn't see it yet. And he ends up quitting and he goes and takes a desk job. He ends up working for a bank as a bank teller, probably making at best $50,000 a year at best. And he had just generated that amount of income in like four weeks. Likewise, I get another gentleman that reaches out. He's a customer of mine and he got my program, started using it. He was struggling. And first month low, like I think it, I have his testimonial he'd sent me and pulled up, but I'm going from memory here. It was a few hundred dollars of commission. Next month, a thousand or so. The next month, 2000. And then it skyrocketed. Month four, 8,000. And then he was jumping up to $16,000 months. And he's on track to do $200,000 of personal earned income in his very first year. And that was four months of struggle to get started. Now, other people, I've got a guy in Houston, went out, signed eight deals on day one. Another one, Dallas, five doors, his first deal, top sales rep in the company in 30 days. Everyone hears these wild stories, right? Like what the internet told me, mm -hmm. but it doesn't work like that. It took me six weeks to make my first sale. And I mm. had, you know, burned through a lot of money. And then, of course, you wait a couple of weeks. So it was about eight weeks till I saw a penny. And needing to learn that delayed gratification that this isn't like a normal job that you just get money. Like I always use the analogy. It's almost like pushing this concrete ball up and over a mountain. You have all this energy expended just to get it moving and keeping it moving is a nightmare. And then once you break that peak, that momentum begins to carry you and it cascades and you can't keep up. And mm. for most new people, it's, it's, can I even make sales? Can I make my first sale? Seasoned people, it's, how do I keep up? I'm getting so many referrals. I'm crushing the neighborhood. I'm giving people referrals because I can't, like I get it all the time. I didn't believe this would be possible. So do not give up too soon. Uh, if you need to find a way to, to make ends meet, by all means, you have to do what you need to do to protect yourself and your family. But I just want to share for everyone out there, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it. It is very simple, mind you. Easy it is not. But most people give up too soon. And one of my biggest whys with the YouTube channel is to give people that support in the field, give them something to listen to when they're out driving to, to go knock doors, to give you that both encouragement, the tactics and the motivation to say, you know what, I'm going to keep pushing through because again, you have to, to earn the fruits of our label, excuse me, fruits of our labor. And most people just call it quits way too early. Uh, so my, my word of caution is. Sounds is, a lot like small business ownership. What was that? It's kind of like just Absolutely. being a sales rep like that just feels a lot like small business ownership. It, it's no different. Every single salesperson, in my opinion, is an entrepreneur. You write your own checks. You do, mm -hmm. you do you, you're out driving sales. You are hundred percent in charge of your own income. You're dealing with your own cash flow stuff. You're a small business owner. It, it, that's the mindset you need to have. You, you are mm -hmm. your own destiny and you should be lined up with a great company. And when you are, this industry will just totally change your life. Okay. So what's, what's that time that you would know between not giving up too soon? I'm about to hit pay dirt and I actually fucking suck at this. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that is a thing. And you know, you know that that's more than 
that's more than 10% of these guys actually aren't good. So like, how do you know when it's time to go, maybe just get a regular job like that person, talk to me about that person so that they can kind of make that decision for themselves. Yeah. This industry is not for everybody. And I'm glad you asked. I, I call the, uh, call it the roofing sales success formula. And there's three elements, actually the name of my, of my sales system as well, but it was inspired by what I call the roofing sales success formula, which is three things, the B, the do, and the say, the B is the person and who that person will become. Anyone who gets into roofing sales. And I've asked this on stages. I've talked to people, I've run events and I say, Hey, anyone in here been in this for more than two years? And they raise their hand. I say, are you the same person today as you were when you got started? Everyone laughs at me like, Oh, hell no. So if you're not in, and by the way, for owners, this is getting the right people on your team, five profile traits, hustler, thick skin, persuasive, persistent, confident. They have to have all five. Uh, I go through that in my recruiting training, but for the rep, what we're looking for is the right attitude and mindset. You should have all five hustler, thick skin, persuasive, persistent, confident, and you have to be willing to embrace the personal development challenge. If you're someone who is horrified of conflict and discomfort, which I'll tell you I was, but I was comfortable leaning into that. If you're not, this job is not for you. So if you're not someone who is going to wake up and challenge yourself, if you're someone who, who wants guaranteed something, this industry is not for you. If you're someone who wants a salary to work the same amount and earn the same amount, no matter what, no judgment on that. It's just not for you. And it sure as hell ain't for me. Uh, and if you're someone who is just not willing to invest in yourself and your education, this industry is not for you. Uh, on the flip side, mm -hmm. if you understand the concepts of delayed gratification, uh, if you've in the past worked really hard to achieve things, had fitness goals, been an athlete, um, dealt with rejection, you're comfortable leaning in to being uncomfortable all the, all, all, all the time. And you're someone that thrives on that. If you're someone who's obsessed with personal development, who will chew through books and say, Hey, if I can grab this one nugget on communication and apply it here, like this is one of the only industries in the world where our voice, the power of what we say is what writes ourselves checks. So when we learn to communicate more clearly, follow up better, close deals, we end up earning five, 10, 15, $25,000 a month extra. So again, if that stuff scares you, get out, get out now, save yourself the trouble. Uh, but absolutely not an industry for everybody. Number four, not doing role play, role play, role play, role play. Listen, I hated role play. Uh, I, I feel stupid saying it now. Cause now like, it's funny. I, I, I make a living providing sales training and I'll tell you, if I had to choose a system or role play to start, I'd probably start with role play. Now, if you didn't know what you were doing, it's a system, but with role play, I want people to think of this to, to showcase the importance. If you sell a hundred roofs in a season, which again, this is the fun part of this industry. You've got some companies that have set leads. These guys are running three, four appointments a day. So to sell a hundred roofs, easy. They should sometimes be selling more. The next company is fully self-generated. They've got complex trades, multiple projects, O&P. They're coordinating everything. They're cradle to grave. To them, if they sold eight or 10 in a month, um, they're in a great spot. Some might only sell four or five. They might only sell 50 roofs in a year. So you see this big variance based on the market and what people are doing. So again, I'm sharing these disclaimers because I get a lot of salespeople that reach out and they have self-judgment, right? Well, this person did this. They sold 200 roofs. I only sold 50. And, and it doesn't matter. What matters is, did you do better than you did last time? Did you do better than yourself yesterday? Did you do better than yourself last month, last week, last year, whatever it is?